Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sing to the Lord, the podcast that breaks down how the Lutheran hymnody is preaching the gospel. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. What you're hearing is the hymn, You Are the Way. Welcome back to Sing to the Lord. We have both Lars Olson and Zachary Brockoff with us today. Thanks for being here, both of you. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to be here, Mason. We are in the fifth Sunday of Easter, and Zachary, you are recommending the hymn, You Are the Way. Yep. Well, it seems like probably the obvious choice, and uh, it is, because it's a uh, Every stanza comes right out of the gospel reading. So, um, uh, and although it's only really a portion of of the text, so um, it is somewhat an obvious choice. But then, um, after we get through just the simple quotation quotation of Jesus, it also tells us something about what these things uh, mean. And um, we can think that we we really don't need that because we have um, the sermon to do that. And perhaps that's fair. On the other hand, um, the disciples are uh, seemingly stumped by what Jesus is saying and how can we know the way and I'm confused by all of this. So, maybe singing something about what it actually means uh, seems to me to be a, a good idea. Um, and that's part, part, partially what this hymn tries to do. Um, so, it doesn't really just stay on uh, what it means that Christ is the way, but um, it also uh, will, will um, rather than just quoting Christ, actually puts, I think, in a helpful way, those words in um, the mouths of people in the congregation, right? If you're singing this on Sunday and actually forces <laughs> forces us to confess it, yeah. um, which is um, can, can be difficult. Nobody comes to the Father except through me and... There's people that are a little uncomfortable with that kind of exclusive language, but Very the hymn doesn't run away from that. Um, and and by people, I don't just mean people outside the church, of course, but people sitting in the pew saying, eh, do we really mean that? That mm -hmm. seems sort of gruff and rough for the world. Um, but the hymn forces us to do it. So there's, there's a couple of benefits to singing that in addition to just repeating what Jesus says. So the the first stanza obviously is talking about Christ as the way, and this this is um, of course said in the context of um, saying I go to prepare a place for you, and I'm the way to <laughs> to this place. Um, but the hymn tells us uh, why why we why we would be interested in uh, <laughs> dwelling in mansions <laughs> that God has prepared for us, because this uh, Christ then um, is the place where we go to flee from sin and death, um, and and where He's actually going to take this, so um, and set us free. So it, it starts to talk about the way. When I was thinking about this too, the the way and the the life business um, seemed to be a little bit more obvious, at least to me, right? Because you, you you're talking about the way and going to heaven, and okay, I can kind of get that. And life, well, we'll we're still in the season of Easter, for, so for Christ to say, "I am the life," that seems uh, fairly self-explanatory given given the time of year. But how about the truth? Um, <laughs> 
We're not quite sure what to do with that. And and the hymn, of course, points us right away to the, the word of, of God and Christ's word. Um, sometimes I think when we're singing this and the stanzas are flying by pretty quickly on Sunday, um, we might read that or, or sing it or hear it sung um, and say, well, that's really talking about uh, the Bible, right? When I sit down with the Bible and read it or hear the Bible read, this is sort of the, the wisdom that I'm getting and uh, that's, how, that's how this comes. But um, I mean, it's, it's quite clear that if you hand somebody a Bible and say, here, this is God's word for you, uh, without any context, you read this, you'll, be, you know, you'll find it to be a wonderful thing. We can't even read, uh, nobody comes to the Father except through me and take that as, as, as necessarily good news, right, without some context. And so um, the second half of that second stanza says, you only can inform the mind and purify the heart, meaning um, there's something that has to be solved here by God that we can't uh, simply open up the book and say, oh, yeah, it all makes perfect sense to me. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you'll remember that um, the Gospel of John and this is right here as Jesus is preparing his disciples for his crucifixion and the resurrection in, in John 14. And that's going to go all the way now until then. At the beginning of the, the Gospel of John, it says that uh, uh, Moses brought the law, but grace and truth, truth. came through Jesus Christ. Sure. And of course, um, at the end of the Gospel of John, famously, Pontius Pilate says, uh, what is truth, right? And so John is playing with what is truth in this whole time, and you're exactly right. Um, we're now confessing that uh, whatever other truths you might uh, subscribe to and, and, and kind of make of your own, we're, we're confessing that Jesus, exactly what he said, that Jesus is the truth, whatever mm-hmm. that actually is, that he is finally true to the promise. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if we leave it up to us to humanity to inform the mind. Right. We we truly recognize that in that second second verse, we only you can inform the mind. I mean, otherwise we're going to end up like Thomas in in this reading saying, "Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way?" Sure. And it's yeah. like, "Well, I have told you. Yep, I've been standing in front of you this whole time." Yeah. Um well, Yes, and the, the the other thing I should have mentioned before I went to stanza two was the second half of one, which can sound sort of problematic, actually. And maybe it is, you know, maybe it's just bad writing, but it's what they've written. All those who search for God, you find, and by your grace set free. Um, we like the second half of that, maybe. <laughs> but the first half, uh, searching for God, um, can can sound problematic. I think it's obvious from the rest of the... From the rest of the text, the the um, the poet clearly um, is thinking that God's the one taking the action here. <laughs> he is the way, the truth, and the life. If you start there, it's it's hard to say. And by the way, now I'm going to go find you. Um, but it does say for all those who search for God, I do think there's a, a little bit of element of truth in in some of this when um, when you hear the the questions of the disciples in saying. They're really searching. <laughs> they don't know what they're looking for. <laughs> That's how lost they are, right? They've got Jesus standing in front of them saying, I've prepared a place for you. And they say, uh, what? <laughs> uh, so the idea that we're not searching um, in, in some fashion and, 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 and need God to come and say, I'm going to find you um, and pull you out of um, all of this confusion. 
That's how I think it's more helpful to hear Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I, yeah. I mean, th- th- it's no doubt that people are searching for God. The problem is that we think we can find him in our searching. Sure. Right? Yeah. And so we're looking under rocks or uh, looking in books or uh, trying to examine through our heart and find God someplace. Uh, you know, the, I, I love the old... Um, uh, what is it, a, like a far side or something with Jesus standing behind the curtains and, you know, have you found Jesus? But the point of it is exactly what you said, Zachary, that uh, it doesn't matter where you, you might be on a, on a, on a, on a wild goose chase. You think God is, you know, uh, in, in, over in the mountain someplace and you're going to find him up on the top near, uh, in, in nature. Uh, but God comes and finds you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so wherever your search has led you, uh, it's not going to take you away from God. God is going to find you. That is actually the point of it. So it's not, it's fine to admit searching happens. People are searching, right. um, but it's not in your searching that you're going to, that you're going to find God. It's yeah. God is going to find you. Well, that's uh, sort of the first three stanzas. And I already mentioned something about stanza three being Jesus being the life and and relating that to Easter, which of, of course it does. Um, which is good for the Easter season. It's another uh, nice uh, reason to sing this hymn um, because it, it relates it back to um, the celebration we're, we're still having for our 50 days. Um, but um, it also tells you something of, of the benefit of Christ uh, being the life. Um, finally, at the end, those who put their trust in you, not death nor hell shall harm and, and says what it means that Christ is, is the life, um, which I think is is helpful. Um, the fourth stanza, I think, um, can almost seem like the poet ran out of words, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I was, you know, I was commissioned to write a four stanza hymn and they only gave me three words. The way, the truth, the life. The way, truth, Ooh. and the life. Um, I'm going to come back around and have to come up Let's with nice, the same nice thing. Summary, yeah. That's right, a nice summary. And in a way, it is, it is a summary. Um, but there, I think it actually shifts to words of prayer. It starts the same way. It looks the same way. But then um, grant us that way to know the truth, to keep life, to win. Um, those are words of prayer where the rest um, really are, are stating what it means that Christ is way, truth, and life. Um, and so out of this promise that Christ gives, it's simply telling us this is where um, eternal joy is found for us. Um, and so no longer do you hear... Um, I, th- I think the hymn helps us to to hear nobody comes to the Father except through me, um, as as actually a, a promise that Christ is giving, um, and knowing that Christ prepares that place for you where where joy is eternal with Him. So uh, it's a short hymn too. I don't often choose those. This is two lines and four stanzas, and um, look at that. There's just blessings abound. So, uh, that's what we have.
Thanks for joining us this week on Sing to the Lord. Check the show notes for Zachary's stanza-by-stanza commentary, as well as a list of other hymns we recommend. See you next week.